been talking about the meaning of Christmas in a single verse. And that verse is John 3:16. So if you know it, will you join me in saying it? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. That single verse gives us the meaning of Christmas. And each phrase of that verse adds something to that meaning. You know, the first question I would ask is, why would God do that? Why would he send Jesus into this sin-filled world knowing what we're going to do to him? That we would ignore him, that we would reject him, and ultimately that we would crucify him. And the first part of John 3:16 answers that question. For God so loved the world. Love is the perfect motivation for Christmas. But why Jesus? Why didn't he send us some more prophets? Why didn't he send some, uh, maybe the Archangel Michael? You know, why didn't he send someone else and spare his son? And the second phrase of that verse answers that. He sent his one and only son. Jesus is the only one, the one and only person who could do what needed to be done, who could come into our world, who could live a perfect life and then sacrifice that life for us. So how should we respond to the gift of Jesus given out of God's love? That whoever believes in him John 3.16 says. The perfect response to the perfect gift given out of God's perfect love is faith. To believe it. And not just believe it. But believe it in such a way that it changes our lives. That our lives become centered around that belief. And so what happens if we do? If we accept his perfect gift given out of his perfect love. And that brings us to this morning. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. You know, I think we've heard this verse so much that we allow the impact of that statement to just kind of 
brush bias. We've said it so often and so casually that the impact of those words uh, are not there. And that's why I want to call your attention to it this morning. Shall not perish, but have eternal life. From the beginning of time, humanity has tried to find a way to live forever. You have the proverbial fountain of youth that ancient explorers uh, sought after. To modern medical advancements, people are trying to find ways to cheat death, to overcome death. And it's never been possible until Christmas. When Jesus came into this world, immortality became a reality for humanity. That kind of rolls off the tongue, doesn't it? Immortality became a reality for humanity. Something that was previously impossible and unthinkable now became both possible and real through Jesus. The Apostle Paul said it this way. He said, the perishable must clothe itself with the imperishable and the mortal with immortality. In other words, this right here, it's never going to last. <laughs> this was never made to last. When I, when I was studying business in college, they taught us about planned obsolescence. <laughs> planned obsolescence. Do you know what that means? It means that the people that manufacture stuff intentionally build them in such a way that after so long, they'll break down. <laughs> Do you remember back in the old days when you'd buy a washing machine and it last 20 years? You'd buy a refrigerator? I have a freezer in my garage that is at least 25 years old and still freezing. But can you go buy an appliance today that will last 20, 25 years? No. What, have we gotten worse at building stuff? <laughs> as, as we've advanced, I mean, we could put men on the moon, but we can't build an appliance that'll last 20 years. But we can. We just choose not to. <laughs> That's planned obsolescence. It is planned that it will die. <laughs> And that's the situation we find ourselves in as human beings in this world. We need to remember that death was not part of the original plan. God created Adam and Eve to be immortal, to live eternally in fellowship with Him. But we did something that forever changed God's plan. It's called sin. And when sin entered into the human experience, death came with it. Now, we tend to think of death as a punishment. God is punishing humanity for sinning, so therefore, they reach a point where they die. That from now on, humanity has planned obsolescence, if you will. But we need to also understand that from God's point of view, Death is also an act of mercy. Would we really want to live forever in this world 
in our sinful condition. Going through all the suffering and the heartaches and the disappointments and the death that we experience in life. Would we really want that? I don't think so. God said, I'm going to limit their days on this earth in that condition. And then set in motion a plan to change our condition. He said, through my son Jesus Christ, I am going to make it possible for the perishable to put on the imperishable and for the mortal to put on that which is immortal. And then I didn't finish the verse. Paul went on to say, and when that happens, death will be swallowed up in victory. Where, O oh, death, is your sting? But thanks be to God, he gives us the victory through Jesus Christ, our Lord. In 2 Corinthians uh, 5.4, he echoes that same thought. He said, the mort that which is mortal will be swallowed up by life. Do you notice in both verses he used that phrase, swallowed up? You know what that means? means he ate it. <laughs> when you swallow up something, you eat it. In other words, you consume it. And it is no more. He's saying that that which is mortal, that which is perishable, that which will die through Jesus Christ is swallowed up by life. Do you remember the first Jurassic Park movie? I see they're getting ready to put out another one pretty soon here next year. But in that very first Jurassic Park movie, they talked about how they put in kind of a safety valve with these dinosaurs by making it so they couldn't reproduce. You know, the only dinosaurs that would be created are the ones they created in the lab. They could not recreate themselves. But then partway through the movie, they come across dinosaur eggs and went, oops. <laughs> but Mr. Grant, <laughs> the paleontologist in the film, he, he had already told them, he said, I hear what you say, that you made it so they can't create new life, but I'm telling you that life finds a way. And life found a way. And through Jesus Christ, through Christmas, life has found a way to triumph over death. For God so loved the world. And don't just hear world when you read that verse. Put yourself in it. For God so loved me that he gave his one and only son. He didn't just send you what you might want. He sent you exactly what you needed. A Savior in Jesus Christ. And how do we respond to that? We simply say, I believe. I believe in Jesus and I accept his birth, his death, his resurrection for me. For my salvation. So that I may live with him for all eternity. You know, people have all different kinds of thoughts about eternity, about heaven, about what that's going to be like. The Bible doesn't tell us a lot. It only gives us little glimpses, little snapshots 
of heaven. But one of those is in Revelation 21. And I want to share that with you. It says, Then I see a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no longer any sea. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Now the dwelling of God is with men, and he will live with them. They will be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. And catch this part. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes, for there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain, for the old order of things has passed away. Last Wednesday, I had to do a, a memorial service for a young man, 21 years old. And, and whenever I have a service like this, I, I sit there in front of my computer and I, what words can I use? What words could I possibly say that would help this family, these people in this time of grief? What could I say? And I don't have words for that. But I am so grateful that God does. And I was able to turn to Revelation 21, and I was able to tell that family, not just as wishful thinking, might just as a distinct possibility, but I was able to tell them with absolute assurance that because of our faith in Jesus Christ, the one who was born, the one who died and rose again, that the day is coming well, we'll no longer gather in funeral homes and at cemeteries. The day is coming when we'll no longer shed tears of mourning. If there are any tears in heaven, they will simply be tears of joy. Because death will be no more. I know that's kind of an odd thing to talk about or think about at Christmas time. But we need to understand that, that Jesus was not just born into this world, but he was born into this world for a purpose. He was on a mission. And that mission was to conquer death. So that you and I and whoever, remember that word whoever? It's in John 3.16. And whoever will believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. Let's pray together. Father, we are so grateful that you love us. We are grateful that you care for us and that even when we have to deal with the hardships and the suffering of life, when death rears its ugly head in our lives, that we can look to you we can look to the hope that we have in the babe that was born in Bethlehem and know that because of Christmas, because of Good Friday, because of Easter, death has been conquered. And we who were meant to live with you forever in heaven can fulfill that purpose. And we ask it all in your precious name. Amen.
There may be someone here this morning who is, is ready to make the perfect response to God's perfect gift made out of His perfect love. To say, I believe in Jesus. And I am willing to, from this day forward, center my whole life around Him. And live my life for Him. There would be no greater gift that you could give to Him than the gift of your heart. We're going to stand together and sing, Hark the Herald Angels Sing, number 184, verses 1 and 3. And as we do so, I would invite anyone to come who wants to receive Christ as their Savior.